first of all, I just want to like preface this with I've definitely felt this way. Same. And when I was like uh, 15, I had a crush on this guy who I went, uh, stayed in a caravan park with when I was on holiday and he was super into like punk music. I like tried to be into punk music because I didn't want to <laughs> admit that I was like into Taylor Swift and high school musical. <laughs> Hey hot stuff and welcome to a brand new episode of To Be Honest the podcast. My name is Amanda and I am sitting across from my beautiful bestie for the restie who is spectacular, unforgettable and never been seen before. Her name is Kara R. Reedy. Beautiful. And she thrives off the validation. Oh great. <laughs> You're always going to get it from me. I've, I am always going to get it. Apparently every week. Yes. You're welcome. And everyone else hears about it as well. Yes. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. That's great. How are you going? I'm doing just fine, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. So if you are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, at the beginning of every episode, we talk about what we have to be honest about this week and we encourage you to do the same. Think about what you have to be honest about this week as you're listening. So my question is, Miss Reedy. Yes. What do you have to be honest about this week? Okay. So in the theme of what I was just saying, mm-hmm. what I have to be honest about is the fact that this year needs to stop. It needs to cut it the fuck out. Just like you want it to stay the 14th of April forever? Not, no, I more mean like the, the universe needs to stop with the bullshit this year because right. I, I feel like, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I think a lot of people do. Maybe you can tell me if you feel like this. Mm. I feel like this year hasn't stopped. Well, it's going very quickly. Like we're almost in May, which feels like confusing. It feels confusing. It's literally a third of the year is almost gone. What the frightful what the is frightful. all I can say. Yeah. So there's been breakups. There's been like issues with like jobs there's mm-hmm. been like huge celebrity fucking news like breaking news that like people dying like mm-hmm. people sick like can it just stop for me Shane Warne dying dying was like I'm done that was it for you you don't think that was it well I mean I don't really follow cricket or know much I mean rest in peace Shane Warne I was like pa- apparent Australian legend <laughs> No, Australian legend. I'm saying apparent because I didn't really realise the... Ex- I mean, I guess I did know the extent to which mm-hmm. he held an impact on Australian culture. Yeah. I guess I did know that. Because yeah. I knew all about him. I just didn't watch cricket. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Super sad. Mm-hmm. I thought some everything go out to their family. But mm-hmm. I feel like I was done by that point already. And that was mid-Feb or start of March. So what made you done? I what just was think the, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? I don't. For you? I don't know. Like, what? What? What hasn't this year already thrown at everyone? <laughs> There's been a new fucking variant. Uh huh. There's been. But you and I keep dodging. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, I don't know how much longer we can do it for. Right. It's it's quite a talent at this point. Honestly, like, I feel like one by one, like slowly. Our friendship group was, like, not – I hate doing COVID talks. I know people are kind of over it. But, like, one by one, our friendship group are kind of falling slightly. Mm-hmm. But for a period of time, they were like, oh, my God, we are invincible. Like, uh-huh. we're just dodging this left, right, and center. And now I'm looking around and I'm like, feels similar to how all my friends keep getting into relationships and I'm just the last one standing, <laughs> except it's not getting COVID, which is objectively a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. this is a huge fucking ramble. My point is that – this year 
needs to just get a grip mm-hmm. and be better. Mm-hmm. Stop being so chaotic. Okay. Stop throwing everything in my face. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Cut the bullshit. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. What do you have to be honest about? Well, to follow that up, what I have to be honest about is the fact that I recently got into MAPS. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, MAPS stands for Married at First Sight. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Does Do other countries, because obviously MAPS, Married at First Sight, is a, like an American show. There's a UK version. There's a bunch of different mm-hmm. countries that do it. But does everyone call it MAPS or is that an Australian thing? I think it might be an Australian thing. Yeah. And I also have a feeling that the Australian one is the best one. Okay, like, interesting. I kind of feel like the UK one might be a bit messy and like I hope that's not offensive to say, but I feel like it might well, be a bit like it crazy a, and messy. It is a known fact that people in the UK do reality TV the best out of anyone in the world. Well, that's what I thought, yeah. But I have a feeling that we do it really good. Did you ever watch the season with that Mickey guy on it and then he dated this blonde girl on the show, but then after the show he dated that girl called Casey? No. The only season I've watched is like Martha, Jess. Iconic season. Yeah, that's that's the only season I've watched. Okay, well, these two went on. I can't on. believe we're talking about maps on this podcast. I this know. is a new low. <laughs> <laughs> they went on X on the Beach. Okay. And I, I also like, have never seen an episode of X on the Beach. Oh my God, X on the Beach. I is. don't fuck with anything about beaches like, uh-huh. like Love Island. See, I've Don't never, I think it. I've watched like one season of Love Island in my life. Mm-hmm. I honestly think one of the best shows that I've watched, like I love reality TV. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm having a day, I remember one Christmas day, I spent Christmas alone, loved it. I literally watched, <laughs> an, a you thing to say. I watched an entire season of Are You The One? At, have you heard of Are You The One? I've heard of it because you told me that you watched the whole thing on Christmas and yeah. I was like, never watched a single don't even couldn't even tell you what that show would be about except that I'm assuming it's a dating show it's a dating show where they all have a perfect match and they have to figure out who their perfect match is okay and if they get it right they get to leave with their perfect match but a lot of the time they think someone's their perfect match they're really into them and then the computer says no and so then the rest of the contestants are like, you guys need to stop dating and date other people because they win money at the end if they all get their matches correct. Okay. How many people have stayed together after that show? There's one couple from the first season who are married and have kids. Good for them. Is that the only one? I think there's another couple who are married who got told they weren't a perfect match but then still stayed together mm-hmm. and then ended up getting married. Couldn't tell you for the rest of them. Okay. Great show. Okay. Like trashy great show. Anyway, my point is, that's not even a UK show, that's an American show. My point is, I recently was staying with my dad, which is quite ironic. My dad's really into Married at First Sight. Mm -hmm. And it was the reunion episodes and the episodes where they decided if they wanted to stay together or not. And I got addicted and now I can't stop checking the social media of the cast. Oh, you're that addicted. To see if they're together. Because it's finished now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's finished. But they don't have control of their social media accounts uh, yet because of the way that reality TV is these days. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I just deeply want to know. Anyway, it was nice to just enjoy some reality TV. And then I turned to my dad. I was like, should I try out for maps? And he was like, absolutely not. I actually think it'd be really fun in some ways to go on a show like that, but not maps. I agree. It would be fun to do like reality TV in general just to like have the experience of doing reality TV, mm-hmm. but like not maths. Like maths is like arguably the worst show you could go on. Maths is bottom, 
bottom, bottom tier. Yeah. Like sub-level, like can't go any lower than maths. But unless they paint you as like the hero and then it's fine. I think that I'd be painted as a bitch if I went on reality TV. I love you, but I agree. (laughs) No, I mean it in a nice way. Like I think that you are just like very to the point and direct and Mm -hmm. like it would be easy to edit that to make you look like the villain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you be? Me? I'd be the one who cries all the time. I love you, but I agree. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be the emotional one that just at a drop of a hat cries. And everyone's like, can this bitch stop? You might be painted. It's like like something minor happens. Amanda cries. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'd be the ones where, like, if we got off the show, people would be like, why are they friends? Like, Kara's a bitch and Amanda's crazy. And Uh it's like... Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, that should was we get a into really long intro? <laughs> I was so super sorry. Long intro. Yeah. Should we get into today's episode? I would love to, darling. As we know, it's one of your favorite episodes to do. Is it? Unprofessional opinions. You say it every single time. Well, I won't say it today then because you, you said it for me. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read us our first question? Yes, absolutely. But before I do, if you are new to the podcast and you want to submit questions for future episode, follow us on Instagram at tbh.pod. Okay. So our first question for our Unprofessional Opinions episode is, are you planning on getting any tattoos or piercings soon? This is such a random question. It is a random question and a bit of a lighthearted one Mm -hmm. to start the air. My answer is I don't have any plans, although I'm trying to convince one of my best friends from Melbourne to get a tattoo with me before she goes on like a big trip this year. Oh, she is notoriously like she goes back and forth between wanting to get a tattoo and not getting a tattoo. She's never had one before. She doesn't have one. No, she doesn't. Wow. So she is like really scared. She's gonna choose something and get it uh-huh. and then regret it at some point because she, like I always say, she's a bit complexy. Like uh-huh. she keeps, she always has like things that she thinks about a lot and then she hates them. So right. she's scared she's gonna do that with a tattoo, which mm-hmm. I understand. I'm personally not like that. I'll get anything put on my body and I really don't care. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to convince her to get a matching one, hoping that'll work out. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like not really. I have been thinking like I'd like to get something soon, but I don't know what I'd get. Yeah. I feel like I went through a period of time and like this was, I shared this with you at some point mm. where I like was getting them left, right and center. And I just like was getting anything put on my body. Mm-hmm. And now I've been like, really don't know mm-hmm. for quite a while now. What about you? I, yeah, I don't have anything on the horizon. I wouldn't mind getting a couple more ear piercings, um, but I'm an elite athlete, so it's a bit difficult for me to get pierced, so sorry. Is it? Why is it difficult? Because I have to take my piercings out. you just tape them? I could, but I hate doing that. It's not very elite of you either, is it? No, it's not very elite. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't mind getting another tattoo, but I'm sort of on the same page. Like, if I find something I want to get, I'll get it, but... Other than that, Mm -hmm. we're both very relaxed Mm -hmm. when it comes to these kind of things. I feel like we're the type of people who, like, if we want a tattoo, we won't be planning it for months. We'll, like, want it. We'll go and get it the next day or, like, the next week. And then that's that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, our next question is a little bit of a controversial one, I might say. Okay, you said it. This person asked, my boyfriend is still friends with girls that he met on Bumble. Is that a red flag do you want to I can tell that you want to take us off so take us away so my opinion is no it's not a red flag that he is still friends with girls he met on Bumble but I sort of want to explain why Mm. I think this like my opinion just to be very before we start just an overview Mm. my opinion is that it's a potential red flag right 
Mm-hmm. So the reason I think it's not a red flag is because I don't think this in particular is a red flag. It's a way is that it's in the same way that I don't think that someone being friends with their ex is a red flag or someone having lots of friends of the sex that they're attracted to is a red flag. I think that it depends on the person and it depends whether you trust them and whether they are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And if your partner has told you that they are still friends with people that they met on Bumble and that it is a platonic thing. Like, I think that, you know, if you can trust them, then that's fine. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. see why there's a problem with that. But if you can't trust them with that, then I think the issue is, like, can you trust your partner? I actually do agree with this. I thought we were going to to disagree more than this. Mm -hmm. I do agree with you on that. I just do think my sceptical little brain, as it does, (laughs) says... Most of the time, a situation like this Mm. probably lends itself to someone who's not super trustworthy. Do you think so? Yes. Okay. Because I, again, like I'm sceptical and I think I'm just like a bit cynical and Mm -hmm. like that's just who I am. But I think it's definitely possible, like you just said, like I think that men and women or people who are attracted to – People can be friends with people who they're attracted to of that gender. Mm-hmm. But I do think it can be very complex. And then if you add the extra layer of they met on a dating website and, like, I'm guessing maybe went on a date. Mm-hmm. If they're friends now or a couple of dates or dated for a little bit. It's funny because you come at this from a very different point of view because you are friends with one of your exes. You're very good friends with them. Yes. And that is, as we've discussed quite a unique situation I think that it's unique but I just also think like you can meet people on Bumble or like on a dating app and you meet and you're just like not romantically attracted to each other and you stay friends has it happened to you no it hasn't happened to me but I've heard of it happening and I don't think it's like that uncommon okay I think I just think that like this is kind of like a tricky question because everyone has their own boundaries and if your boundary is that you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who is friends with people that they've dated, like that's your boundary and Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. Personally, even though I can get quite insecure about these things, it's something that I personally wouldn't ask my partner to stop being friends with people Mm -hmm. that he had dated or had met through a dating app. Mm -hmm. That's just me. I think that, yeah, you're exactly right in that it's just a personal boundary thing. Like if Because it's either going to be like if you don't like it, it's because you don't maybe fully trust them or Mm. you've maybe got some trust issues yourself in terms of like maybe the person is objectively trustworthy Mm -hmm. but you like as in like they might not ever do something with this person they're friends with but you don't trust them because you might have some insecurities or some issues whatever Mm -hmm. both ways it's valid and I think that personally like I think there's a big chance that and I'm not afraid to admit the fact that I think I might be too insecure to have this happen in my relationship Mm -hmm. and I think that's totally fine like I don't think there's any shame and and I understand like we are told that we're told there should be a shame but I don't think there should be a shame in saying that's too much for me to deal with yeah like like insecurity wise or emotion wise Mm -hmm. like I just don't want that to be a part of my relationship and I think that's totally fine Mm -hmm. okay so our next question is is it bad to be sleeping with two different people when you are casually dating I think I speak for both of us uh-huh. when I say, no, it is not bad. No, I don't think that it's bad. Yeah. I think that it should be 
told to the people you're sleeping with, that you're sleeping with other people just in terms of sexual health, etc. And also making sure you're communicating that contraception needs to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for sexual health, but also if you're not, don't want to have a child. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion mm-hmm. on that. Do you think that if you're using protection, you should still be telling the people you're sleeping with multiple people? I do think that you should. Okay. Like, I just think like... For me personally, even when I have like used protection in the past, I think that a lot of with like if you're sleeping with more than one person Mm -hmm. and if you're like regularly sleeping with them and it's not like you've like hooked up with this one person Mm -hmm. and then a week later hooked up with another person and then like I I don't think that like that needs to be communicated but I do think that if you are having regular sex with Mm. two people, I – or multiple people, I just feel like they need to know in terms of like an emotional boundary and also like a physical and sexual boundary, like and not to be all like woohoo, but like sexual energy and stuff like that. Like I just think that some people would prefer to be sleeping with someone who is only sleeping with them, even if it's casual. Mm-hmm. And I think that they deserve to know. Yeah, that's interesting because I've never thought of it like that. I think I I think I do agree with you in the sense that maybe maybe it the question of would you want to know if I was sleeping with someone else? Or, you know, let's talk about whether each of us would want to know Mm -hmm. if the other one was sleeping with someone else. Because on the one hand, I'm kind of like, I completely see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, like even on a casual basis, like a lot of people would only want to be sleeping with one person, I guess. Or have that person only be sleeping with them. Even if it's casual. Um, Some people wouldn't care, which is obviously totally fine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so on the one hand, I understand. On the other hand, I'm like, if it's casual and there's like, you know, no strings attached or whatever, I'm kind of like, is it their business if you're sleeping with someone else? Mm-hmm. So I, but I think like what you said last, which is, you know, if they want to know, and that's a boundary for them. Yeah, that's there's still a level of communication that needs to be in a casual re- relationship, mm-hmm. even if there is no. Even if, like, it seems like there's no emotional connection or mm. no emotional obligation there, there still is. Yeah. When you put intimacy in any, like, sexual intimacy in any kind of situation, there has to be some sort of emotional ties there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's possible for it not to be. No. So I think maybe, yeah, like, if you, st- if you say, like, hey, like, would you, like, want to know? Like, I personally would. If mm-hmm. you were sleeping with someone else, mm-hmm. would you want to know? Yeah. Kind of thing. Wow, we really got to a really amicable agreement just then. Yeah. Good for us. Good for us. <laughs> okay, so our next question is, would one of you – oh, this one's a bit interesting. Oh, I think it's interesting too. Would one of you feel guilty to the other if you got into a new relationship? I think that it wouldn't be healthy personally if we felt guilt. I agree. I do think that – and we've kind of – I think we might have touched on this previously, but, Mm -hmm. like, there are dynamics that naturally shift in a friendship, in a best friendship, Mm -hmm. in a situation where you live with your best friend like we do. I Mm -hmm. think there are dynamics that naturally shift when you start to date. I think in general with friendship. Yeah, for sure. when When you get into a new relationship, your friendships in general do just shift a little bit, and Mm -hmm. that's an entirely natural thing to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's – yeah, I think that there can be a lot of emotions, but, like, guilt doesn't – 
I don't think guilt is a healthy one to have because if someone is making you, if a friend is making you feel guilty or if you're making someone feel guilty Mm -hmm. about the fact that they're dating, like that's a whole different, I guess, conversation, right? Like why should you be guilted about something that is just a part of life? Absolutely. I think other than guilt, there are a lot of other emotions that can come up. Like there can be like some... like opposition to like change and like the change in dynamic and maybe there can be jealousy which I think jealousy is like a very taboo thing to talk about but that's I think it's a very healthy and normal thing to feel Mm -hmm. obviously you need to express it in a healthy way Mm -hmm. but like it's not a shameful thing to feel I think yeah yeah I think that guilt is probably one of the only things that I feel like doesn't really have a place in this scenario I agree and I think that like as like adult women and we're very open with each other and with our friends I think that we just know that like things change over time we talk about often Mm. the fact it's going to be very funny (laughs) when one of us or both of us get (laughs) a partner or a serious partner because it will totally be different and you know I've experienced this in the past like living with others and then becoming in a relatively serious relationship with someone Mm -hmm. and how that totally changes like the amount of time you spend at home, the amount of time you spend with your friends. Like it's adding Mm -hmm. another priority to your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that I agree. Like it obviously means a priority shift. It obviously means that friendship can morph and change a little bit. But I don't think that there is any guilt associated with it. And for me personally, it's like I wouldn't never want Kara to feel guilty for not spending so much time with me because like at the end of the day, like we have ourselves Mm -hmm. and – that's the way we go through life is with ourselves. And at and the end of the day, I think we both trust each other too. You know, like if one of us gets a partner, it's not going to be like, see you later, like never. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we live together, so it's kind of impossible. But yeah. like, <laughs> see you later, never like making time for you again. Yeah. Like that is part of a healthy friendship mm-hmm. is, you know, even as your priorities change, you make sure you have space and time for the people who matter to you. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we both know that we'll do for the other yeah. and have done. When one of us in this room has dated because the other one definitely hasn't done this. Okay. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> okay, so what are your favourite podcasts to listen to on Hot Girl Walks? I really am interested to hear your answer to this mm-hmm. because I actually realise that I don't know what podcasts you listen to. It's pretty boring. Besides Survivor. That's pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I can rattle off a few more. Okay. Like my favourite podcast of all time is Rob Has a Podcast, mm-hmm. which is a Survivor-centric podcast. Kind of like you're rolling your own eyes at yourself right now. Because I know how it sounds <laughs> and there's many, many episodes, especially because we're in the, the thick of the Survivor season mm-hmm. right now. So there's a lot of content for me to consume mm-hmm. and so that's mainly what I'm listening to at the moment. If I'm just like looking for a podcast to listen to, Mm -hmm. I often go back and listen to episodes of the Authentic Sex podcast because there are a few episodes that I really, really enjoy that make me feel really empowered as a woman. So I definitely recommend that. That's Authentic Sex by Juliet Allen. As well as that, I sometimes listen to It's A Lot by Abby Chatfield. I sometimes listen to Shameless. And I think that's kind of it. And also like when Kara edits the the podcast episode of our podcast, I will listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Talk about shameless. <laughs> shameless listening to your own podcast. I, For me, I listen to a few of those as well. I listen to Shameless every so often. But I would say that, like, my favourite ones to listen to 
uh, like true crime related. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've mentioned before, one of my favourite podcasts is called My Favourite Murder. It's two comedians in the US who kind of tell each other true crime stories every week. And they do – they're a huge podcast. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of them. Um, and they also do like list, uh, I guess, uh, submissions and stories about mm-hmm. like their hometown – true crime cases and stuff like that so I love that in terms of like keeping up with what's happening I listen to the daily a lot which I think is a New York Times podcast Mm -hmm. so it's just like 30 minute episodes on what's going on in the world I've also been really loving this new one well it's not a new podcast but I've just discovered it it's called Call Me Curious and they kind of do different topics on information that you might well you don't know about right like it's like random completely random topics like Mm -hmm. the first one I listened to was is sugar as addictive as cocaine and they spoke about with a doctor and with someone who has been addicted to sugar addicted in like inverted Mm. air quotes or whatever um it's just the most random topics and I really like stuff like that because I kind of like random knowledge Mm -hmm. things so is sugar more addictive than cocaine well the doctor and it's very interesting because the doctor (laughs) (laughs) me like I just go into a tangent about this podcast the doctor said that no it's not because sugar doesn't have the I'm gonna completely fucking butcher this because you should go and listen to it if you're if you're interested Uh basically the doctor said sugar has a completely different uh, effect on the brain and the body and like there are you know medical terms and the definition of addiction Mm -hmm. sugar does not have the same effect on our minds and bodies as a drug does so therefore I think she was a little bit on the fence slash maybe towards the negative side of sugar being quote-unquote addictive right um but then they spoke to a lady who since she was a kid said that she was addicted to sugar Mm -hmm. like she felt addicted to sugar so that was really interesting as well yeah and one more that I've been loving recently that my friend Meg's put me on to and I am so grateful that she did because mm-hmm. I'm fucking loving it. It's another true crime one. Okay, it's called Murder With My Husband. <laughs> and it's literally just this couple, this American mm-hmm. couple, I think. The wife is obsessed with true crime and the husband knows like, absolutely fuck all about true crime so Mm -hmm. she's just every week telling him a true crime story and he like gets really into it and he's like doesn't he's trying to guess what happens Uh and he doesn't know like he's reacting to it and they've done a quite a few like really interesting ones um and that's just like that's like exactly what i'm into Mm -hmm. like hearing like the nitty-gritty true crime details so those are my favorite podcasts at the moment that was a tangent and i'm sorry about it but hopefully you guys got something that you can enjoy out of it (laughs) Okay, so the next question is, why do I feel ashamed when I admit that I like mainstream music? I'll tell you why. <laughs> Please tell me why. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do, like, first of all, I just want to, like, preface this with I've definitely felt this way. Same. And when I was, like, uh, 15, I had a crush on this guy who I went uh, stayed in a caravan park with when I was on holiday, and he was super into, like, punk music. I, like tried to be into punk music because I didn't want to admit that I was like into Taylor Swift and high school musical. <laughs> what punk artist did you listen to? Like, uh, I'm going to say like All Time Low. Okay, here's the thing. Anyone who listened to All Time Low and thought that they were some like sort of cool. Fallout Boy. Like this is not even like non-mainstream. No, but that that's not mainstream to me. Like I thought it was cool when no, people liked that music. I agree that it's not mainstream, but like if you're going to be into like, if you're going to be like 
Yeah. No, he wasn't tip. even like Oh, he that. wasn't. Oh, you were just I being... was just trying to impress him. <laughs> okay, don't worry. I'm just not going to go off on this guy now that I realise it's a you problem no, and a not a him problem. problem. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to defend him. He was a <laughs> Great. He was what was a his nice name? Guy. His name was Aaron. Aaron, good for you. Yeah. Liking old time low. I also did. Yeah. We can set it up. Do you still know him? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, my point is I think a lot of the reason comes back to like the cool girl complex mm-hmm. regardless of what your gender is because I think that it is like deemed as uncool to like things that other people like a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, I find this sometimes even still like if I'm on a dating app and people are like, so who's your favourite artist? I'm like... Taylor I'm going to get Swift. fucking judged for saying Taylor Swift oh, right all now. All the time. All the time. And, like, you don't feel like it needs – it should be judged. Like, no. we, Like, at this point, we don't care Yeah. that, that she's our favourite artist. But you know people are going to judge. But you know people yeah. are going to be like, okay, really? another white girl who's into Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, grow like, the fuck up. Yeah, revolutionary. <laughs> so I think it's just, like, a societal thing. And I think that even the people who judge people for being into this kind of music, it's also societal for them because – they probably believe that it's not cool. I completely agree. Yeah. I also have another slightly different hot take. Please. I think that as humans, we are kind of obsessed with being special little snowflakes <laughs> and like individuals. Like I feel like think about how often everything in our life is like pushed towards being an individual, right? Like being different, like mm. being someone not like other people, whether it's like fashion or music or art or even if it's like how talented you are at something Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um and I think there's nothing wrong with that but I do think that there is an element of it's embarrassing to be like other people Mm -hmm. because it's like you're not you don't have your own thing and so like you know for example Taylor Swift is like the biggest pop star on the planet Mm -hmm. no one come for me she is um (laughs) (laughs) but so it can feel kind of like embarrassing, I guess, to be like, yeah, I like what literally hundreds of millions, if not billions of other people like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like other girls, mm-hmm. really. So, yeah, I guess that kind of ties in with what you were saying. Like we kind of just all want to be a little bit different and a little bit quirky. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that very few of us are. And there's a reason we love Taylor Swift so much. And it's actually really fucking cool that like artists like Taylor Swift are like, Ariana Grande or other whatever whoever mainstream artists you think about Mm -hmm. it's actually really cool to think that they connect so many people Mm. whether it's like a surface level or if it's deeper than that like they connect connect so many people to the point where they are so mainstream Mm. that everyone knows who they are I think that's actually a really cool thing but anyway that's my hot take lovely Okay, so is making a huge career change crazy? I was doing something very cool. I was working in film, but it just wasn't the lifestyle that I want. I'm trying new things, but I'm nervous. People will think that I couldn't take it. I think that doing anything or making a change because what you're doing isn't right for you, I don't think that's ever crazy or silly or embarrassing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it sounds so simple, I think, to say it like that, but it's true. Like if you – and I understand, like, you know, I kind of felt this way when I went from full-time freelancing to having a job. I felt like it was embarrassing that I failed, but I didn't want to freelance anymore. I think it's very important to note the whole um, people only mock what they don't understand 
Mm. And I think that that really goes well here because a lot of people don't have the guts to make a huge career change because mm-hmm. they fear that judgment so much mm-hmm. and they fear change so much in their own lives because they've pictured their lives to be a certain way. And I think that really to the person who submitted this, like you should really be so proud of the fact that you've made this change regardless of this fear that you have because a lot of people actually let the fear stop them mm-hmm. from doing something like this. And, yeah, like maybe what you were doing was uh, seemed to be very cool or it's, if it's in the film industry, I can definitely see how everyone that you tell might be like, wow, that's amazing. Like that must be so fun and so glamorous mm-hmm. and like so exciting. And like it might be a lot of those things, but if it's not suiting your lifestyle, like this person said, and – it's not what you want or like the reality wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter what people are going to think because well, you, you can't live your whole life hoping people are going to think your career is cool if you actually hate it. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Like it takes a lot of bravery to say, well, this thing that I thought was going to work out, this thing that I thought was going to be super cool actually isn't quite it for me. So yeah. I'm going to make a change. Yeah. And it's valid for – you to be nervous that people are going to think, you know, things like you couldn't take it and things like that. But at the end of the day, the most important thing in your life is yourself Mm -hmm. and taking care of yourself and living the life that you want to live. And I think that you would have more regret if long-term you stayed in the industry just to please other people rather than pleasing yourself. I completely agree. And I think that's a beautiful way to end the episode. Wow. Thanks so much, honey. (laughs) So welcome. (laughs) As always, we really appreciate you being here and listening to today's episode. If you did enjoy it, we would love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. You can also find us on Instagram at tbh.pod or you can follow us, sorry, join our Facebook community, Mm. what I meant to say, on Facebook, Mm -hmm. which is linked in show notes you can find my beautiful co-host miss reedy on instagram at cara r reedy and i'm also on there at amanda as always guys we will be in your ears next friday morning have a beautiful week have a beautiful week (laughs) Bye. bye